You are listening to the Wild Soul Podcast, a podcast for the wild ones. Join me, your host, Queen Namaste, as we embark on a journey to find our true north and our own unique path. From wild, inspired conversations to searching for life's hidden gems and meanings with a little dash of crazy in between. Because really, who doesn't want to dance to the beat of their own drum? Welcome back to another week of the Wild Soul Podcast with your host, Queen Namaste. Thank you so much for tuning in. Yo, what's up? Happy hump day. For those of you who have no idea who I am, my name is Shannon. I am a yoga instructor, a blogger, and now a podcaster because this is so fun. (laughs) Um, This is a podcast where we talk about all things wild, interview people with amazing stories, connect people, share the magic. It's lit, so you've come to the right place. This week, I am so excited for you all to listen to Rachel Brady's story. And if you don't know who Rachel is, you will soon find out. She is a millennial who is sober. Whoa, yeah, girl. So cool. Her story is amazing. We talk about multiple rock bottoms here. We talk about her attempt with suicide, and we talk about tips if anybody is curious and is wanting to do sober September or October and what you can do to be successful and it's really funny because we've never actually met in person we've just met over the internet I met or found Rachel I guess through listening to another podcast back when I started my sober journey over a year ago and her page was just super helpful and inspiring and honestly even if you're not um, wanting to go sober This is still a really informative episode, and Rachel is the bomb.com. I also just want to let you guys know that the audio quality isn't the best, so bear with it, get through it. It's still amazing, and I'm excited to start this, so let's get to Rachel's story in three, two, one. Rachel. Thank you for coming on the Wild Soul Podcast. I'm so excited to talk to you. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. And you know how I actually found you on the gram is I was listening to a Sober Girls Guide podcast and you were on it. Oh my God, yes. yes. That was like one of my first podcasts too, so that was really fun. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so people like who don't know you who are listening to this podcast, who is Rachel Brady in like 30 seconds or less? <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Well, I am, first of all, a person in recovery. That is my main um, focus, just because everything that has happened to me is because of recovery. So I am a sober advocate for people that might be uh, just kind of misunderstand the concept of it. I am a mental health advocate. I am a wife. Uh, My husband is in the Air Force. He's a fighter pilot, which I think is pretty badass. I am a fur mom. I have a rescue fur baby that I love very much. And right now, I am just living it up in North Carolina, where we currently are stationed. North Carolina, never been. (laughs) You're not missing out on much. (laughs) Not to uh, throw shade or anything. Oh oh my gosh, that's cool. So, and how old are you, if you don't mind me asking? I am 26. I'm going to be 27 uh, this month. So I kind of have to like remind myself of that. (laughs) 27. You seem like you've done so much in your 26 years of life. That's so awesome. Oh, thank you. That's so nice. Honestly, it has been like, I feel like the past three years, because I have been technically in recovery for about three years, like, 
I've grown so much as a person. So to even like think about like all the different eras of my life per se, it's really, really awesome. Oh, amazing. I want to talk to you about so many things. Um, yeah. cause you just said so many there, but I guess we'll start from the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. because yeah, I'm recently, well, I guess not recent. It's been, I celebrated a year a couple days ago <laughs> uh, for being, yeah, for no drinking. So, um, I'd love to talk to you about that and your journey. Cause yeah, you said you've started a couple years ago, but you, you counted at like a year and a half ago. So, um, mm-hmm. I want this, this episode just to shed light on quote unquote, quote unquote alcoholism and like what people can look for or if, yeah we can just start with yeah. that I guess absolutely yeah so I think like, one of the first main points that I always like to talk about is that I had a very um stereotypical sense of what alcoholism is when I was in college because that's where my um problem drinking really started and I didn't think I had a problem because everyone around me was binge drinking and sometimes they were blacking out um I just thought I had really bad luck because <laughs> all these things would happen to me and it didn't really occur to me like hey maybe you're the one who's drinking it like you know an alcoholic and so when I got out of college and I started to think okay maybe being sober might be a good fit for me and I saw all the benefits of it and the community behind it I was like holy crap like how did I not think about this because like I said in college it didn't even like cross my mind that I could even be sober or even be fun sober so when I started to kind of delve into my recovery and gather more tools, resources, and meet new people, I was like, I need to spread awareness about this. Not necessarily preach about it or like um, shame anyone that still drinks, but just to bring awareness of how, hey, like just because you don't have a DUI or go to jail or anything like that, that doesn't mean that you can't look at your relationship with alcohol and see if it serves you or not. So that was the main um, catalyst, I guess, towards my platform now was just the amount of misinformation and stigma that I had when I was in college. So now I, um, I'm i 26 and I still kind of like on this edge where I feel like I can connect to the, uh, the younger kids, you could say, <laughs> um, but also be an example for them and say, hey, like I was just like you in college. I used to black out on the regular but I have found that sobriety has given me so much more than I could ever imagine. And I want to be able to show that you can do that as well if you want. So that's the uh, kind of story in a nutshell. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. You make it sound like it was so easy, but like, was it? <laughs> was I'm sorry, it... that was purely involuntary. It was easier with time, I will say. Like, yes. um, they always say, like, it doesn't get easier, you just get better. Mm-hmm. Because I can't tell you how many times I've said, okay, I'm not going to drink again. And then I drink like the next weekend. Same. Like, I've had so many day ones. Mm-hmm. And I think for me, at least, it was very much a sense of, okay, um, <laughs> I, I tried to kind of like weasel my way, like, well, what if I did this? Like, trying to hack sobriety, I guess you could say. And obviously, it didn't work. So by the time I kind of went through all my hacks, I guess that's when it kind of started to click for me. And I think that's where that got uh, me today. Mm. Oh, yeah, because I can definitely attest to that, too. I've had a lot of like, <laughs> it took me so long to get to uh, one year because I'd always be the same. Oh, my gosh, I'm never going <clears> to <throat> drink again Like the next day. And then the next weekend there, I was like, yeah, doing it again. Um, yeah. So what was like your like breaking point when you're like enough is enough? I don't want to drink anymore. Oh, man. Um, I've had multiple, honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I always say rock bottoms have trap doors. So <laughs> I would say, like, oh, the last time, and then something worse would happen, be like, oh, shoot. 
no, this is the last okay. time and then I would just keep going. So yeah. for me, I actually had a lot of times in college where I would black out and just have like an awful night, um, just be, just make an absolute idiot myself and then wake up and be like, oh my God, I can never do that again. But for me, it was still kind of like, okay, I really need to cut back on drinking or moderate, um, make up new rules for myself. So it never was, oh my God, I'm never drinking again. It was, oh my God, I'm never drinking Jaeger again or something like that. So it was, like yeah. I said, it was a process. Um, mm-hmm. I still can never drink Jaeger again, to be honest. <laughs> but um, I think the biggest, or at least most uh, theatrical rock bottom I had was actually two years ago now. Um, we had just moved to North Carolina and I was still kind of, I was still, um, trying to moderate and it was kind of a it was kind of a shit show to be honest but um there was one night where it was completely out of random but uh we went on a pub crawl we got back I was blacked out and I got into it with my husband and then I just stormed downstairs and tried to commit suicide and this was like I don't remember it, but my husband said, like, you just had this look in your eyes, like just something snapped. And so I ended up being involuntary committed to a hospital for 72 hours. They do what's called a 5150, which is they keep you in a little um, room with scrubs on for about 72 hours just to make sure you're not harm to yourself. And so literally for three days, all I did was just lie in that bed, watch Big Bang Theory, and just have to think about my life choices. Oh, wow. And the next day, I um, checked myself into rehab. It was very much uh, my choice, which was awesome. But it was one of those things where I kind of had to be like, okay, the jig is up. Like, I can't moderate anymore. I can't pretend like I know what I'm doing because I clearly don't. So it was a very theatrical, kind of dramatic um, not everyone has to go through that, but for me personally, that's kind of the kick in the butt that I needed. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> uh, thank you for sharing that. Um, Absolutely. Wow. So I forgot what I was just going to say. Um, <laughs> so I know it's, it's a lot to take. <laughs> how, how old were you when that happened? 25? I was 25. 25. So yeah, two years ago. So I was 25. It happened okay. just after my 25th birthday. Wow. Fucking alcohol. Yeah, right? Crazy. I know. You think, like, uh, I was talking about this to um, another interview I had where we were laughing because, of course, the first thought in my mind was, oh, I guess I can't moderate. And, like, <laughs> any normal person that wakes up in a psych ward isn't, like, the first thought is, oh, I guess I can't have, like, angry orchard. <laughs> like, that's just the way my brain works, and it's just really funny. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. And then, so how long were you in rehab for? I did, um, there was a 28 day program. So I did the full 28 days. Um, I actually got out thankfully right before Thanksgiving, um, which is really nice just because obviously Thanksgiving is like the time of gratitude and stuff. And I was Mm -hmm. just like, dude, I'm just grateful to not be dead. Like that literally is like my baseline right now. And I'm cool with that. Wow. How was that experience for you in rehab? Because I don't have It was really um, humbling to be honest, just because I feel like a lot of people, um, when they think of rehab, they think of like Lindsay Lohan or mm-hmm. Malibu or just like very um, stigmatized versions of rehab. But there are people from all walks of life in there. Like I shared rooms with people that are doctors, people that were homeless, and we were all on the same level. Like all of us um, had one thing in common, and that was to get better. Even if it was uh, court ordered or voluntary, it was very much like a level playing ground, which I think. Um, a lot of people don't experience. I feel like a lot of people are still kind of scared of people that have substance abuse problems. They kind of see them as other than human. So it was really awesome. And it was really cool too, because my husband was able to visit me there and he was able to get like a little crash course in addiction and how it affects the brain before he went in, which is really good because for him, he actually had never 
been kind of exposed to addiction. So he thought it was me just being super selfish um, or lack of willpower, which I feel like is a lot of people's uh, perceptions of it. Mm. So he was able to kind of get a crash course and be like, no, this is how addiction affects the brain. Like it's literally like a disease. <laughs> so um, it was really cool just because he was able to go through that part of me and just really be able to um, hold my hand throughout the whole process. Oh, wow. Um, does your yeah. Does your husband drink? I'm sorry? Does your husband drink? Um, he drinks sometimes. He honestly isn't that big of a drinker. He um he's a fighter pilot, so they kind of they they're pretty much like frat boys in the military, I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> so he'll have a few beers here and there, but honestly, um he's not that big of a drinker anyway. So it was really um a really nice transition just because he didn't feel like either of us were kind of like losing our social lives. We're both very social people, mm-hmm. but we can still both go out and not drink and still have a blast. So that was really helpful. That's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Does he drink in front of you? Like, do you, how do you handle situations like that? Is it okay? Like now when people are drinking? in front Yeah, of you? honestly, it's um, kind of, I take it situation by situation. So for example, actually last weekend, we um, met up with some friends at one of our favorite breweries. They have trivia night there. So I love it. And I have my go-to drink. I just um, order a diet ginger beer, which is non-alcoholic. And, um, yeah, I'm totally cool with people drinking in front of me. I always say that, like, as long as you're not being a dick and, like, forcing shots down my throat or being belligerent, I really don't care. Mm -hmm. But that's obviously not for everyone. Like, I have to be in a very secure place in order to go out. And I'll set boundaries of if I'm getting uncomfortable or if I know it's just going to be a bunch of people blacked out, I'm not going to go or I'm going to leave early. And that's a really... um, vital skill for people in even early sobriety to have just to be able to like set those lines in the sand and be like okay I'm uncomfortable I'm gonna get out of here or I'm gonna call someone or talk to someone and it's um really helped just to be able to like uh address those boundaries and actually honor them when I do feel uncomfortable yeah honoring boundaries for sure because if you don't have boundaries then that's the slippery slope skis oh yeah <laughs> learn that the hard way <laughs> oh my gosh yeah yeah because um yeah I was just watching one of your videos that's what you were saying having boundaries <laughs> and even like you return you don't go on your phone on the weekends or something to Mm-hmm. Or is it to see all your friends that are still drinking and doing cake stands and stuff? Yeah, literal, mm-hmm. literal cake stands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, can you speak to, like, some some tips like that of what's helped you stay sober? For some- yeah, um, are you talking about, like, general tips or, like, in what situation? Um, yeah, just, like, if someone's, like, brand new and they don't think that they can do it, like, what helped you, like, after the rehab part and you have to go back into real life and... I'm sure you probably still have, like, friends. Do you have, like, best friends that still drink? Oh, yeah. yeah. My uh, best girlfriend, she's a fighter pilot, too, and she is a tank. <laughs> <laughs> but it's awesome because uh, what I really love about friendships form of sobriety, because um, a lot of people feel like they're going to get boring or they're going to lose friends yeah. or whatever. And I always say, like, honestly, if you lose friends because you're not drinking, then they really weren't friends to begin with. Um, I have a ton of friends or acquaintances that I kind of call bar buddies where I'll see them at a bar, I'll say hi, but like besides that, it's really surface level and that's okay. Like people have their own paths. So for someone that's first getting sober and wondering if they're going to, you know, be just isolated and boring and never just drink water for the rest of life, definitely not the case. Um, But I think it's really important first of all to tell someone because for me, um, I have had plenty of times where I was struggling or I was considering not drinking, 
but I didn't tell anyone. I kept it to myself. And it was super easy for me to justify, well, like I didn't tell anyone, so nobody knows or things like that. Like it's super easy to get inside your own head, especially if you've been so um, conditioned to think alcohol equals fun. So that's the main thing is to tell someone, have uh, an accountability buddy, whether that's an individual or a support group, whatever you choose. Um, and then another super vital tip I always use for people wanting to get sober or stay sober is to write, make a list. And this can be a list of things that you're going to gain from sobriety because I feel like a lot of people think of um, getting sober as kind of like a scarcity thing where they say, okay, well, I'm never going to have beer again or I'm never going to, you know, X, Y, Z. But there have been so many things that have um, been gained from sobriety. Like the list of things I've, I can't do anymore versus things I do now mm. is like a bit of this to a huge chunk of this. So I feel like once you are putting the benefits and what you can gain from it on the front plate, then it's going to be much easier to remember why you're doing it in the first place. That's a good one. That's a good one because mm-hmm. when I was also brand new, I was like, I was thinking scarcity. But mm-hmm. so many more things come out of it. It's crazy. I was thinking, oh, that's going to be so hard to not, like, drink or have a sangria on a patio. Like, <laughs> so silly. But now I'm like, wow, like, I don't even want to go back to that. Like, I'm not missing out. I'm gaining so much. It's a really good Oh, yeah. yeah. And I feel like it's a very um, divisive thing, too. So, like, we still talk about, like, gray ear drinking and how normally people think in black or white or... You know, either you're an alcoholic in the rooms, homeless under a bridge, or you're totally normal. <laughs> and I feel like once you're able to say, hey, like, yeah, I um, have like a quote unquote healthy relationship with alcohol, but I've noticed that when I'm stressed, I'm drinking uh, a bottle of wine instead of a glass of wine. Let me look at that. So I feel like the more that we're able to be open to acknowledging that, hey, maybe we would benefit from cutting out alcohol for a little bit or permanently or whatever, the more that people are going to be. Um, open to just even giving it a shot yeah and it's just um, social media is so amazing because I feel more and more people are using their platforms to speak about this I just feel Mm -hmm. like it wasn't like this like even five years ago but I feel more and more unless it's just me because I'm I've met a whole bunch of sober people (laughs) since becoming yeah sober and I just feel like it's more of a, a movement now and people are looking at their actions and yeah just questioning their relationship with alcohol and it's just really good to have platforms such as yourself to look at to just be like yeah okay I'm gonna I'm gonna try this (laughs) yeah and it's so nice too because I feel like yeah like you said I feel like there were um definitely platforms because I started the account about three years ago and there was like maybe a handful of people I can name off the top of my head but it was still very much coming from like the um super extreme like addiction standpoint you see like the mugshots and stuff yeah and that scared me (laughs) like I'm not gonna lie that scared me I was like oh my god like what have I gotten myself into sort of thing. But I feel like if we normalize it and make it seem like kind of, I always attribute it to like going vegan where it's like, okay, this is the lifestyle choice. Some people like die by it. Some people are just trying it on. Um, And as long as there is a vegan option on the menu, then everyone feels included. So I always kind of attribute it to that where it's just like, okay, like if I'm at a bar and there's some non-alcoholic options that aren't just like water or diet Coke, then I feel included and everything's hunky-dory. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I totally feel it's the same as... Be- Are you vegan? I'm 
I'm dabbling in it. <laughs> I feel <laughs> like it's the same. <laughs> I definitely feel it's kind of like in the same category as like, oh, you're not drinking, and then people ask why and then like throw their opinions on you or whatever. And it's the oh, same yeah. with being a vegan. Yeah, by like, that point, <laughs> I just troll them. I'm just like. I, I don't know. I'm pregnant. Yeah. It's yours. Like, I just, <laughs> at that point, like people are so, I don't know. I, I, I'm so used to it by now. So I just kind of mess with people, but, um, I could definitely see how it would be very like, um, even triggering to someone being like, Oh fuck. Like I do need to drink shit. You're right. You know, like that was definitely <laughs> me when I first started. <laughs> same, same, same. And, uh, yeah, I knew one sober friend and she hadn't had a drink in five years. And I was like, oh, wow. how, I'm like how can she do that? Like, how is that possible? <laughs> but you just, yeah. Go, yeah, you take it day by day and then it just changes. Um, do you, do you, so did you do like all the recovery after rehab on your own or did you use AA or any other thing to help you? I kind of dabbled in it. Um, so for the rehab that I went to the treatment center, they're super AA or NA. Um, so I had a lot of friends that um, I kept in contact with after rehab and they would go to AA meetings. So I just joined them. Um, honestly, it was a huge help at first for me personally, just because of the whole fellowship thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I've managed to find ways outside of A to stay sober. And of course, I don't know, 12 step programs. They work for some people, not for everyone. But um, for me, just kind of being able to at least the, the thing I did connect with was the whole higher power thing, the whole thing that, um, you know, my thinking kind of got me into the situation. So I need to change my thinking in order to change my habits. So that whole um, ideology really resonated with me. Um, but I know people that um, over Instagram that have done AA and they're super hardcore AA and they love it. I know other people that use yoga as a form of recovery or um, journaling or just there's so many different things. And that's what I love about the sober platform is that it really does show that there isn't a one size fits all sobriety. Yeah, that's true. I think if there was any one thing, because I also didn't do AA, I, like, went to a couple meetings here and there to see what it was like, but I think <laughs> I think it's just having someone that you can talk to. Oh, yeah, that's the main, the, main the biggest one. thing was the whole um, sponsored thing. Like, I definitely um, was very curious about the whole sponsored thing. I just, just in the group that I went to frequently, I couldn't find anyone that I resonated with. So um, being able to find kind of mentors and sources of inspiration, people I could go to via a virtual community, like that works for me. And obviously it won't work for everyone, but that's just something to kind of keep in mind if you are kind of discouraged about like walking into the rooms and being like, oh shit, like there's no one like me here. Like there's people like you, don't worry. So many people. So many. So I love many. it. <laughs> me too. So you're going to be 27. Are you a Virgo or a Libra? I was going to be a Virgo. I am a Libra. Libra. <laughs> I'm a true Libra. Nice. Um, I'm indecisive as fuck. <laughs> like, I always like that. I, I used to actually take my friends off in college because I would always be like, well, I see it this way, but I can also see how it's like, just they're like, Rachel, just pick, an, pick a side. Like, yeah. No, I want yeah. to be happy. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Yeah. Air sign. I'm a Gemini. So we're the same. I'm nice. indecisive too. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're just like, I just want everyone to be happy, the end. Yeah, <laughs> yep. So, um, there has been kind of a, I feel like it's been a thing for a little bit, where it's like dry January or sober September or sober October, mm. but one thing that I'm really um, into right now, I guess, that sounds like a trend alert, but one thing I'm really happy that's kind of growing is um, like this whole sober curious movement of people trying out going alcohol-free for like a month, 
and being able to see the benefits of it. Um, so I just kind of, I just wanted to kind of tell anyone out there who's listening of if you're listening to this and feeling like, oh my gosh, I would love to try sobriety out, but I don't know if it's for me. Um, there are a ton of, if you like look up the hashtag sober September, sober October, something like that, there are a ton of people doing, um, kind of just, I guess, challenges sort of where they, um, cut out alcohol for a month and see how they feel and report back. Um, so that's just for anyone that is intrigued by the idea of sobriety, but doesn't really want to like go the whole nine yards and, you know, commit to a whole lifetime of sobriety. That's just a, that's just an option for people. Aren't you like a founder of like a thousand days, something like that? <laughs> um, a thousand hours dry. Thousand I days. am a co-host. My friend Kayla is the one who founded it. She is, um, uh, she's in, she's in California too, but, um, I was asked to be a host for it just because, uh, my, of my platform, obviously, and what I advocate for. Yeah. A thousand hours dry. Um, it's the same thing. We actually just finished our round two yesterday and it's really cool just because we focus not necessarily on, um, getting sober because you're not alcoholic or getting sober because X, Y, Z. We're just, we, we try to be as inclusive as possible because we know people get sober or want to try on sobriety for many reasons. And we just want to be able to show that, Hey, like you're all good. <laughs> you, you all um, have valid reasons to be here. So it's been really fun and it's been really awesome just to see, um, all these people that are saying, Hey, like I completed the round and my skin is better or my, I've been spending more time with my kids, like just the most various reasons, which is so dope because it shows how, um, multifaceted sobriety can be. Oh my goodness. So that's all done online. Yeah, it's all through Instagram. Um, yeah, you just follow the account and you we you um you can get a free accountability tracker if you want because I mentioned it on my story and all these people were DMing me like, oh my gosh, how much is it? Or like, how do I sign up? I'm like, you literally just follow the account. Like, it's free. It's it's literally just a like little hub for resources and tools and and support, which I think is the most important thing in um, terms of recovery. Yeah, tools and support. But I mean, yes. yeah, that's awesome that you keep it free too, because. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, like, yeah, <laughs> we might as well. Yeah. So you guys just like post like you have little group times of when you want to start like the dryness, and then you the just dry- get <laughs> the dryness. <laughs> the dry smell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, call and then you just do people just like check in every day and just post onto the page. Like I'm, I don't know. Um, if they want, uh, I've known um, some people that just kind of use it as inspiration. Like I personally post on Fridays. So my messaging is more around like how to party sober or um, mocktail recipes if you want them. So it's basically just kind of our personal um, either sharing our stories or what's working for us now or what's worked for us in the past. So it's pretty much just like any Instagram where you can check in, you can like it, you can use the hashtag a thousand hours strike, you want us to follow your journey. So it's very much kind of a choose your own adventure kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You can be super invested in it or you can be kind of just lurking on the sidelines and and um, trying it on for yourself in silence. Like, honestly, it's completely up to the individual. That's so cool. I love that idea. Sweet. Sorry, what was your friend who founded it? What was her name? Her name's Kayla. Um, She, shoot, (laughs) I'm totally blinking, but if you want Thousand Hours Dry, um, she's she's somewhere in there. But yeah, her name's Kayla. She's awesome. I love her. (laughs) Did you meet her through Instagram as well, or do you know her from, like, person? I had her through Instagram. I actually met her through Thousand Hours Dry. They um, reached out to me to be a host um, 
just because I guess we just had a lot of mutual people in common or something. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. We were able to do, uh, she and I did like a live uh, kind of podcasty thing too. And we were just able to rattle ide- um, ideas off each other. And it was really fun. Sweet. Oh my gosh. Cool. What is, yeah. what's next for Rachel? What's next for me? Yeah. Um, turning 27, which yeah. is fun. Yeah. <laughs> and um, honestly, I really love the whole notion of just like, being able to use my social media as branding, savvy, marketing, whatever you want to call it for something I'm really passionate about. So I kind of want to, I obviously, I'm always going to focus on sobriety because that is what got me here today. But I also want to kind of pivot towards teaching people how to grow their own Instagram or create their own brand or anything like that. Um, I actually am considering doing a master's, getting a master's in something like that. So we'll see about that. But um, right now, those are the kind of like tentative life plans for me. I really don't think ahead of like a month. <laughs> like my my husband has like a five year plan. I'm like, dude, I don't even know what I want for lunch tomorrow. Like, I don't yeah. know how you do that. Yeah, oh, that's so awesome. Um, yeah, because I was gonna ask you. I'm like, yeah, your page that's like obviously all organic, and you have a good following, which is awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely take a lot of trial and error. Like if I go back on some of my posts, I'll cringe so hard, but that's okay. It's part of the process. Uh, Yeah. The growth, right. And getting, yeah. yeah. If anything, getting, everybody wants to grow. I would assume I will maybe not, I shouldn't assume, but I like to grow. I know you like to grow too. Growth (laughs) is just a process of life. Um, and yeah, yeah, getting out of your comfort zone helps you do that. So whether that's, whether that's posting stuff or actually trying yeah, sober curious on for size. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so good stuff. Just, yeah, like I said, just taking it where wherever it takes me. Um, I've learned very, very many times that when I try to plan something, it usually kind of changes and pivots and ebbs and flows, and that's okay. Like, uh, at this point, I'm being controlling is not really my forte which is fine <laughs> yeah there's a quote it's like if you want to make god laugh tell him your plan <laughs> so yeah it's like, oh, yeah it. that is one of my favorite quotes <laughs> yeah meeting me and taking time out of your day i really appreciate it absolutely so cool. my pleasure i love talking about this stuff yeah. so it's all good gotta keep sharing your story and spread your light yes, yes. i will <laughs> so um you can do a little self-plug where can people find you and stuff yeah so um main place is instagram at shots to shakes i have my email in there i think it's just shots to shakes at gmail.com um if anyone wants to reach out with questions or anything like that but for the most part those are my two main hubs nice and with your instagram name did you used to make like a lot of shakes or did you just you just thought it sounded cool i (laughs) i do it um yeah i think it was mostly because i was still kind of like in the fitness realm mm. so it was more like oh I went from like taking shots to making protein shakes right yeah yeah, yeah. that's what <laughs> and I, I just like the alliteration behind it yeah people are like oh what does it mean I'm like I don't know I just like drinking protein shakes I don't know it's not that deep <laughs> it's not that deep yo <laughs> oh, yeah it's like I don't know I just I just like alliteration it was catchy shit I don't know <laughs> yeah oh my gosh yeah now it's like green green grass what is it green grass oh my god wheat grass <laughs> <laughs> we crash shots. Like yeah, we crash shots. Oh god. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I sometimes do those. <laughs> so funny. Oh, Rachel, it's been um a pleasure. Thank you for coming on. And Absolutely. Can't wait to see what you do next. I'll continue to stalk you. <laughs> oh, god. Thank you. <laughs>
Bye, namaste. Yo, how awesome is Rachel? If you made it here to the end, thanks so much for listening. If you have comments, questions, concerns, want to be on the pod, feel free to slide into the DMs on Instagram at the Wild Soul Podcast, or feel free to connect with me at queennamaste.com. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful hump day. See you next Wednesday.